The opinions and views expressed in the OC Show with Cameron Jackson do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Orange County, are you ready? It's time. For the best damn radio show in all of Orange County. What's it called? The LC Show! That's right, right here, right now on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. With... As always, Cameron Jackson. That's right, Orange County. Once again, I am behind the microphone of truth and justice and the American way. Telling you that it's okay, Orange County, to enjoy those lattes and SUVs. They're both damned expensive. But you know you are addicted and love them all. And while the sun shines bright 354 days of the year here in Orange County, you can rest assured that Cameron Jackson is on the case. Have no fear. You will learn something new. Because I'm here fighting for your rights, fighting for the truth, to save you all from the evil clutches of Michael Schroeder and Larry Agron and Beth Crom. Right now. Yeah, baby, welcome to the show. I am Cameron Jackson. This is, of course, the OC Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, the greatest radio station in all of Orange County. Uh, Let's see, I think last week was the last week, if you want to say it like that, of uh, fundraising. So we had our fund drive. It's all over now. We are we are free from the bonds of of uh, fundraising fundraising here at um, KUCI. You'll have to excuse me today if I bumble and fumble and stumble on the microphone, or if I slow down in weird intermittent ways. I am just dying. I woke up. I went to bed at about 10 o'clock last night, and I woke up at two in the morning, and that was it. I was up. Uh, from 2 o'clock on. I've been up since 2 o'clock in the morning driving myself nuts. It's it's maddening when it happens, but it happens. I, I've talked about this before. You know, you're getting old. You start to get a little bit older, and your body changes. you got to take a leak in the middle of the night. I'm not that incontinent, trust me, but I drink a lot of water. So let's get some of the housekeeping out of the way as usual. Uh, if you want to listen, once you get out of your car, out of your jail cell, into the day room, wherever you might be, in your office, go to KUCI.org, click in the upper right-hand corner, and get your streaming audio any time of the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are always here for you. 5 to 6 p.m. on Fridays is when I, Cameron Jackson, am here for you. Also, if you want to see what's coming up on uh, my show at any time, you can always go to VOCshow.net. That is VOCshow.net. You can see what's coming up. I've got a great commentary that I'm putting up on Michael Schroeder coming up in just a couple of, uh, I'll do it at the end of the day, tomorrow, sometime. It'll be up there. Trust me. Uh, I like to make it a secret when it actually arrives. Also, you know, you can always follow me on my Twitter. I have Twitter. Yes, in fact, I do. It's The OC Show. Twitter. Twitter.com slash The OC Show. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, you hear my random thoughts throughout the day. Some of them are more random than not, but uh, interesting nonetheless. So. Uh, check that out when you get the chance. And you can always email me, of course, anytime during the show, after the show, whenever. Cameron at theocshow.net. That is Cameron, C-A-M-E-R-O-N, at theocshow.net. Now, today in studio, I am graced with the presence of Darcia. 
Am I correct? Yes, you're correct. Okay, you. good. You're going to have to lean right into that microphone because yep. of how it is today. So, Darcia is a an intern here at KUCI. As I've talked about on this show several times, especially during Fun Drive, all of the DJs and PA hosts that work here are volunteers. And, Darcia, I am going to take a guess that as a, an upcoming PA host, you are not a student at UCI. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. I graduated several years ago, so it's, uh, it's just an opportunity to um, reach out to the public and learn, learn a little bit about what, what you guys do here. That's right. Well, you will be teaching soon. And now, what is it kind of PA show that you, in fact, we talked about it before the show, it's completely opposite of anything that I do, so you'll want to listen in. But what is it? What, <laughs> well, what, I could tell you, but I'd, I'd have to kill you at yeah, this point. Okay, so I'm putting it, putting it together, but... Uh, You'll see. You'll okay, see good. What, <laughs> well, well, what she told me top er- secret. Top secret. Well, what she told me earlier sounds very interesting, and it sounds very KUCI. So uh, she is in here with me in studio today, and she will be uh, watching what I am doing, uh, watching the master. Yes. Thanks so. Oh, you're, you're welcome. She said it off, off, off mic. I had the mic turned off, but that's okay. She said, thanks for having me, so everybody knows now. All right, so on the show today, got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Got to talk about the propositions, because why? Well, I, I actually got a listener who enjoys the proposition shows that I do. I always put on a proposition show every time propositions come up, and I know that these propositions, I've talked about them already, and they're kind of streamlined the way that they all work and whatnot, but... Nevertheless, I've got to put on the proposition show before the election. The election is next week on, what, Tuesday? I think it's on Tuesday. If not, it's on Wednesday. It's on one of the two days. Usually they're on Tuesdays. So I'm going to talk about the propositions coming up. Oh, and the scary dire, the dire warnings of the budget that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is talking about. Just absolutely hilarious stuff. Uh, So we're going to definitely talk about that as well. What else do I have here for us? I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Jaramillo uh, trial and how, where that's going. If you don't know who George Jaramillo is, he is one of the uh, trifecta. He's one of the the three stooges and the Corona, uh, Mike Corona, the now disgraced convicted felon, uh, ex-sheriff Mike Corona, one of his cronies during his tenure that is suing the county for wrongful termination. And boy, is it a doozy. Let me tell you right now, it could actually make some serious case law that will affect... Uh, upper echelon law enforcement people around the state, maybe even around the country, but it's certainly around the state. So, uh, and frankly, I think it's, it's a, <laughs> they've totally bent and twisted the peace officer bill of rights to, to fit that in ways you could have never imagined. But anyway, also want to talk about the, a uh, little spat, if we get to it, if we get to it. You know how I am. I always plan more than I ever am able to get to on this show, but that's okay because there's always next week. You never know when there's a slow week. Anyway, uh, there was a big spat between the DA's office and the sheriff's department on this um, officer, this deputy who was uh, on a, a basically hung jury that acquitted him. Uh, 11 to 1 in favor of not guilty. He tased a, sus- a suspect who was handcuffed in the back of his car. Deputies changed their statements between the grand jury transcripts and what they actually testified to in court. So we'll talk about that as well. And I think that is about it. Oh, and a little late breaking news uh, that uh, R. Scott Moxley over at the Weekly uh, broke about that uh, looks like Sheriff, uh, ex-Sheriff, he is the current PI, he was uh, ran against Mike Corona, Bill Hunt. We all know who Lieutenant Bill Hunt is. Uh, very good man. He's been on the show many, many times. Always happy to have him here. Looks like uh, Bill Hunt may be running for Sheriff along with old Paul Walters. That is the Santa Ana Police Chief. So we'll talk about some of the ramifications of that, too. A lot on the plate today, baby. So here we got the governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenheimer. And Arnold is just, uh, just uh, every time I see him, he seems to be getting more and more red-faced. Uh, he's, he, the veins are bulging. He is talking in, in more Austrian and less English. He's very, very frustrated, man. And now the... Budget warnings, the dire consequences of what is going to happen to California. We are actually going to sink, fall off into the ocean if this uh, propositions, if the propositions fail. Here's what he's talking about. It's horrible. It's, a- a- it's just unbelievable. Um, uh, astronomical. This is what this is saying in the, in the Orange County Registers. Astronomical cuts to education and social services. Uh, 
and also slashing prison terms of 19,000 illegal immigrants. Oh, the hypocrisy. They're, I mean, for years now, they have turned their backs on illegal immigration and have just let the tide come in full force into this, into this state of ours. They have helped to degrade many of our services. They've helped to suck many of the uh, dollars out of our system these illegal immigrants, and now, now, oh, we're going to use them as scare tactics. We're going to release them into the wild. It's not working. It's not working with myself. It's not working with, I think, the majority of Californians. Uh, Even if the measures pass, the state will have to lay off 5,000 employees. Well, my God, if they don't pass, what are they going to have to lay off? Uh, Going to have to cut $3 billion in education. Oh, my gosh. Don't say it isn't so. Now they're talking about selling. I love it. He's talking about selling the Coliseum in Los Angeles, the Orange County Fairgrounds, and San Quentin, baby, going to sell off death row. You cannot get enough of this stuff. Uh, What does he say? I understand the cuts are very painful. Uh, It's my bad accent. This is not the harsh reality of the crisis we face. Sacramento is not Washington. We cannot print our own money or more money. Okay, whatever. So instead of printing money, they can't print money, so they want to. Remember what they want to do. They want to extend the taxes for two years, and they want to charge you. They want to raise your taxes $16 billion, and they don't want to cut anything. They've grown government. They've doubled the size of government in the last 10 years, and they don't want to cut anything. They've grown government far exceeding what we, uh, inflation, if you look at population and inflation, they have exceeded that. Uh, rising unemployment, uh, well, you know, basically we all know what the problems are. We've got a recession right now. We have uh, unemployment, tax, they, they're already added a percent to our taxes, our sales tax. They've, they've upped our fees for our vehicle registration and whatever, I know my professional fees have gone up. In the face of that, they want to raise your taxes even more, and then they are saying, oh, uh, unexpectedly we have a revenue drop coming in. Well, duh, between the recession and raising people's taxes, of course you're going to have a revenue drop. That's what happens when you raise taxes. Since that time, uh, sales and income tax revenue has to continue to, 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 blah, 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 to decline. Told you, I told you four hours of sleep last night. When I get four hours of sleep, I'm a complete wreck when I come in here. I can't speak. I can't even think. And yet, I am awesome when I come in here. Polling, however, indicates voters oppose all but one of the ballot measures, and we will talk about that. If they fail, the deficit will balloon to $21.3 billion. I have said this time and time again, and I will continue to say it to today. The only way. You fix this state at this point is to allow it to go insolvent. The the state has to go bankrupt because that is the only thing that will shock and awe those legislatures up in Sacramento. That is it. Nothing else. You have to make the state go insolvent because that gives them the opportunity to renegotiate with the unions who have a stranglehold on them at this time. If you don't think the unions have played a huge part in where we are today, there are several things that have played a huge part in where we are today. And in fact, and in fact, I have eight proposals on my blog, theocshow.net, eight ways to fix California are on my blog right now, theocshow.net. Go to my blog, check it out. It's highly informative, and it's brilliance beyond brilliance. Really, it is. The eight simple ways to fix California if we could just get off our duff and do it. And I know, I know you guys are afraid of the legislature up there. I am too. Limiting the amount of time that they are there is one of them. But actually taking away term limits is another. Remember, we've got redistricting that's going to get fixed with Prop 10 that happened a couple years ago. Last year, I believe. Prop 10 is going to come through for us, and it's going to redraw the district line so there's no more gerrymandering, no more safe seats. Once you have no more safe seats, there's no reason to have term limits anymore. It's a big, I mean, when, you, when we treat our legislatures like children, we have to expect that in return, they are going to act like children. 
That is what has happened in this state. We have treated them like children. We have locked them in the corner. We have told them that they are bad, bad little boys and girls. We've taken away all sorts of perks for them. Not that I'm into perks for politicians, but perks like term limits. We've taken those away. We want to take away with Prop F. We want to take pay raises away from them. We try to lock them into a corner and keep as much control on them as possible. We like to wag our little finger at them. And we do not allow them to be our representatives. But that is because we have failed them and they have failed us. It's a two-way street. Remember, this is still a democracy. This is still citizen government. And when we are uninformed and when we do not take care of business on our end, then we have to expect that they aren't going to take care of business on theirs. It's a two-way street. If the measures pass, the governor is recommending $3 billion in cuts in education spending, blah, blah, blah. He's also recommending the state borrow $6 billion from Wall Street. Say, yeah, right, we've got like junk bond status almost in this state. Uh, let's see, let's talk about all the other good. I'm serious. They're talking about that uh, California is almost on par with Detroit for having junk, bond, junk status for their uh, ratings for their credit rating. It's unbelievable. Rating and uh, this is this is the other things that they love they just they see here's the thing. All they know how to do up there is take and spend. They want to take your money and spend your money. They don't want to cut anything. They are so afraid of their union handlers and they are so, they're not afraid of their constituents. You've got to realize that with safe seats and with the gerrymandering that they have done in this state, they are not afraid of you. Why do you think that elections are so close these days? Because everything has been gerrymandered so close to the line. They all look at the statistics. They all look at the regions. They all look at the communities. They know exactly how a community is going to vote. They look at the demographics of the community. Then they draw their lines. It's called gerrymandering. There's a guy whose last name I think was Jerry, uh, and he, he started doing these lines. He was in the legislature back in the 1800s or something, and they looked at it, and they said, boy, that district looks like a salamander, so they called it a gerrymandering or something to that effect. So, uh, you know, they draw the lines, and then these seats are safe. So they don't care about you. They only care about the people who are funding them. So... This is what they want to do. They want to raid, of course, they want to raid an additional $2 billion from cities and counties. That's nice. So they want to take even more from your cities and counties. So they say, screw the city and county. You guys, sorry, we don't care about your services to your... To the people, they want to decentralize or they want to centralize government even more. I don't know about you, but that is... A bad, bad proposition. They want to cut health services to the point where some 225,000 children would lose medical insurance. Well, that's okay because Obama came in with a plan that's going to insure them all. So don't worry about that. California should get out of that business anyway. Cutting short the prison terms of 19,000 illegal immigrants. Oh, my gosh. Say it isn't so. Uh, what else? Oh, gosh. Let me see what other drab they've got in here. Uh, look, the bottom line is this. There's no more. There's nothing else that's worth a darn in this article other than the fact that I read today on the AP line that uh, uh, somebody is out there giving Schwarzenegger a hard time about wanting to sell San Quentin and uh, the Orange County Fairgrounds and the Coliseum. I mean, give me a break. The, that's just idiocy. They are not thinking outside of the box. And first and foremost, they're not realizing that, hey, there's another way to do this, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very, very simple, simple, simple way to do this. Hey, let's just start cutting some of the budget. Let's start decentralizing some of this uh, heft that we have on the state. I mean, there's a million things that they could do before they tax you. They take two years out of your life to tax you $16 billion. Remember, once they tax you, once they take that money away, they are very reluctant to take it back. Very reluctant to take it back. So, that brings us into the propositions. You know, these propositions, i tell you what. Uh, if there was a time in the state's history, the last time that this happened in the state's history was 1978 for Proposition 13. I was only four years old. I remember it like it was yesterday. And... Uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> uh, Darcia liked that one. So uh, 
everybody knows what Proposition 13. The Howard Jarvis was the man who came up with Prop 13. Essentially, people's uh, property tax was skyrocketing. It was like 20%. So people who were old, who had lived in their house all their lives, they, they had to give up their homes. They couldn't afford the property tax anymore. Uh, they do the same thing right now. There is no Prop 13 in the state of New York. I have an uncle who lives in New York, and you know he pays more on his home than I do. And his home is worth a fifth of mine. So that kind of gives you that. So Prop 13 came up, and it kept your property tax rates, if you own property, at about 1%, a little less than 2 whatever, somewhere in there. Can't go up any higher than that. The legislature at the time was like, no, don't do it. The, the, the unions at the time were like, no, don't do it. Uh, everybody was, was, was ranting and raving in the political stratosphere saying, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. It's not going to pass. And it passed overwhelmingly. Well, that's what you're seeing now with the propositions. I think that the legislature and the governor, well, I think they know what's going to happen with these. But they are, they are standing up there and they are trying to tell you out of both sides of the mouth that this thing needs to go through. This is going to fix all of our problems. And the the, the electorate in California is looking at this bag of crap, and they're saying, "Forget it. This is this is a bunch of garbage." And which is nice. I mean, it's nice to see for once that from really the kind of the lowliest of I don't I only watch Oprah up to the hey I'm uh, actually going to pay attention to what goes on in the Sacramento Bee and read the newspaper. Uh, everybody has an idea of what this is about, and and you know they might want to slam conservative talk radio for getting out in front on this one. But you know what? I don't always agree with conservative talk radio, but they're right on this one. And I think everybody else realizes that they're right on this one too. So right and right wing. So let's go over them real quick. Number one, Prop 1A. Changes. California budget process increases the rainy day budget stabilization fund. Hmm, Sounds very good, doesn't it? Uh, Essentially what it says is uh, they're going to, well, that's exactly what it says. They're going to want to create a rainy day fund. But in order to do that, though, they are going to raise your taxes by $16 billion for the next two years. Next two years. And what they're saying here is that uh, for the rainy day fund, it would be money in excess of the 10-year average will be deposited into the reserve fund. Let's see if you can follow me on this one. The reserve, which currently is a 5% of the general fund, would go as high as 12.5%. Folks, I, I think that we all know what would happen with this rainy day fund. They would find a way, a loophole, like they always do, to rate it. And it would not be 12.5%. I would venture to guess it would never get to 12.5%. And why is it that we should vote no on 1A? Not just because they're going to raise your taxes by $16 billion over the next two years. That's not just the only reason. It's because you have to send a message to Sacramento that says, look... This is a bunch of BS. We know that you are going to raid the rainy day fund. That is not how you fix the problem. Go back and try again. All right? That is exactly what we have to tell them. So my vote for 1A, and your vote should be 2, really. I mean, come on. We're in this together. No. Very simple. No on 1A. Remember, the only way to fix this state is for the state to go insolvent. Let's try a new experiment. Nothing else has worked. Okay, now let's go to 2A. Oh, sorry, 1B. These are all ones with the letter A, B, C, D. <laughs> Boy, and I'm supposed to know these things. 1B is A. Uh, the, this is called education funding. This is what the payoff to the teachers' union is. To get the teachers' union to sign off on this whole shenanigan and this whole debacle, they have come up with Prop 1B. And, you know, I'll tell you, <laughs> I will tell you another way that you know that the propositions are not going to do very well. I will tell you that right now. If you listen to KPCC, which is Pat Mahat, up there in Los Angeles, the uh, public talk radio. They are having a hard time finding people who are actually for these these garbage things. The people that they're putting on the liberal station can't even find anything good with these things. That's very telling. Anyway, uh, education funding requires supplemental state payments to local school districts and community colleges to offset recent budget cuts beginning in 2011-2012. Funds would be allocated annually until the $9.3 billion has been 
paid out. Look, uh, I think we all can agree that with dropout rates, uh, even in Orange County, or dropout rates in Orange County are something like, I just read it was like either 18% or 28%, somewhere in there. But you look at L.A., for instance, 50% dropout rate. Now, they found that some of those kids are actually coming back and, and getting their GEDs later on, but initially it's a 50% dropout rate. I think we can all agree that no child left behind, a Bush administration thing, is not working. And this centralized school uh, dissemination of how we are going to test students, how students are going to learn from Sacramento down, is not working. It's clearly not working. Everybody knows it's not working. I don't have a problem with paying teachers well. I don't have a problem with teachers getting decent benefits. What I have a problem with is teacher unions that control the legislatures. That's what I have a problem with. I have a problem with money being spent on facilities that are these extravagant facilities. They have them up in L.A. that do nothing for the students. I have a problem with Sacramento sucking the money out of local coffers and then spitting it back out to the localities and saying, this is how you have to do it. How is it that some moron legislature, bureaucrat, up in Sacramento can tell me or my teacher or my principal at Irvine, where my kid is going to school next year, how is it that they can tell me and my student, my kid and my principal and my teacher what to do? How do they know what's good for Irvine? How do they know what's good for Los Angeles? They don't. We have to start deconstructing these unions and deconstructing this horrid system of centralized government when it comes to our school system. If you're just joining me, this is The O.C. Show right here on KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I am Cameron Jackson, the host, as always, of The O.C. Show. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm just having so much fun with the propositions today. Uh, I'm going to get through the rest of the propositions and try to get into the rest of my other, uh, the other stuff. I want to talk about the sheriff's office. I want to talk about the sheriff's big argument with the D.A. over their crooked uh, deputy because he's crooked. And I'll tell you that till the cows come home. And I also want to talk about uh, George Jaramillo, who was the ex-assistant sheriff with uh, Mike Corona, who's now a convicted felon. They're both convicted felons. They can uh, associate now because they're both convicted felons. Huh, there you go. Makes it easy. Uh, when I come back. So uh, stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Just remember the opinions and views expressed in the OC Show with Cameron Jackson do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. And that's right. You are listening to The O.C. Show with Cameron Jackson right here, right now. And don't forget, folks, I am your Superman, baby. Oh, man. So if you're just joining me, I have been talking about the propositions. I've gone over only two of them. So if you're just joining me late in the show, hey, you've only missed out on two. And guess what? They're very easy to remember. It's no on 1A, no on 1B. So I'll, I'll rehash them real quick for you. Uh, so that you feel that you haven't lost out on anything. I don't. Want, I want to be an equal opportunity employer here. If you are just joining me, though, and you want to know uh, what's going on in the show or whatnot, you can always go to theocshow.net. Click in the upper. That's that. You're not clicking in the upper right hand corner on the OC show. If you go to theocshow.net, that is my blog. That's where you find out who's going to be on the show, what's coming up commentary things like that i'm going to have a commentary on michael schroeder later on in the afternoon tomorrow sometime over the weekend trust me it'll be there uh just keep going back and looking for it also you can get me on twitter too remember i've got a twitter now it's twitter.com the oc show very simple twitter.com slash the oc show 
Uh, what else? Also, if you are in your car, wherever, in your jail cell, going back to the day room, need to get back on the computer, want to keep listening, losing the signal out there, whatever it might be, go to KUCI.org. Click in the upper right-hand corner for your streaming audio. That's KUCI.org. Click in the upper right-hand corner for streaming audio. Also, you can email me anytime you like. Cameron at theocshow.net. That is Cameron, C-A-M-E-R-O-N, at theocshow.net. I'm joined in studio today, my my trusty and faithful um, intern today is Darcia, and uh, she is uh, uh, watching me and, and laughing at me, not with me today, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. It's nice to have an audience. Uh, at least I have one person who's listening. <laughs> so uh, I've been going over the propositions, as I always do, right before the uh, propositions come up for uh, um, our vote. I like to go over them here in the sh- in studio for all of you. It's my public service to the great citizens of Orange County. 1A, of course, is the proposition that we've gone over already. Creates a rainy day fund. Raises your taxes by $16 billion for the next two years. Vote no on 1A. 1B is the um, slush fund for the teachers' unions. Uh, 1B, education funding. Uh, it's not working as it is. So, again, no on 1B. They don't get what they want. Sorry. Now, 1C. This is the Lottery Modernization Act. Now, this what they want to do essentially on this one is borrow $5 billion against future lottery proceeds. Let's talk about the lottery real quick, folks. Have you noticed something about the lottery as of late? Yes, Cameron, we have. What is it that you've noticed about the lottery? Guess what? It doesn't have any big jackpots anymore. You want to know why? Because those a-holes up in Sacramento got greedy and, and added a new lotto system. Have you heard of it? Mega Millions. Oh, Mega Millions. That's the one where we can win like multi-million dollar huge jackpots. But guess what? We're in a pool with like five or six other states. So you got not just the 30 million people in, in California or however million we have here now. Maybe it's even more than that. Maybe it's 50 million. Who knows? We've got like five or six other states that we're competing with. So now the pool just went from like 30 million up to like 100 million. Well, how the hell are you supposed to work that out then? Of course our lottery doesn't work anymore. We've 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 made it uh what's the word I'm looking for? We've diluted it. There we go. We've diluted our lottery. So it doesn't work anymore. You don't see any Remember there for a few years when it was just our lottery, there was like every month or so, there'd be like a $300 million jackpot that would get to $300 million and people would be around the stores. When's the last time you heard one of those stories? Since we got Mega Millions, that has gone away. These are just observations of my own. I don't know why nobody in the media picks up on this stuff. Maybe because I'm more brilliant than most people in the media. So... Lottery Modernization Act is uh, a no, one C, no. Getting closer, folks. Proposition 1D protects children's services funding. Diverts $600 million in tobacco tax money from Proposition 10. Oh, what's Proposition 10, you might ask? Well, Proposition 10 was approved in 1998. And what it did was it taxed rich people. Actually, it did. And uh, that money would go to health and education programs for children under five, as well as to anti-smoking campaigns, because we could always use more of those. Uh, And so what they want to do is basically, uh, essentially they're looking for a way to raid this. Uh, So they're saying they want to take $600 million. Uh, Again, again, they need to learn how to become more fiscally sound in Sacramento. 1D, no! All right. Proposition 1E, mental health services funding. Maybe this is the one. No, I, I got these screwed up. What was it, 1%? Sur- oh, yes, I got these screwed up. How could I have done such a thing? It's hard to tell who they're taxing in this place. Okay, 1E was the one where they were taking 1% of anybody who made over a million dollars and sending it into the mental health services fund. All right, so let's. there we go. I've been corrected. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. In 2004, voters approved Proposition 63, which, as I just said, took 1% off of people earning more than $1 million and dedicated the revenue it generated to community mental health programs. Nothing wrong with that, I suppose, except for the fact that you are sticking it to the rich again, which we love to do in this country, especially right now. 
Proposition 1E would temporarily transfer Proposition 63 revenue uh, to mental health programs for children and young adults that currently are paid out for the general fund. And this is basically a shell game. They're just robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's what they're doing in Prop 1E. They're not trying to fix the problem. They're not trying to fix any systemic problems with the budget. They're just simply saying, we're going to take a little bit from the mentally ill. We don't really care about them anyway. I mean, they just go out on the street corner and ask for money and drink a lot. Who cares? Come on. Let's protect the children. You see how they try to do that? They try to they try to gloss this over with kids. You ever notice the commercials that are on TV? Even though I don't watch a lot of TV, I have TV'd over the commercials, and I see them up there talking about how we're going to destroy their lives, the children. No politician is willing to stick their neck out for these po- propositions, but they'll send the children up there and exploit them. It's always a good thing. Child actors. All right. Now, uh, so obviously 1E is going to be a no... All right, and then finally, last but not least, of all the propositions that are going to fail, this one looks like it's going to pass. And this is another one where I'm just sitting here and I'm saying, look, okay, if we, I rub my temples like this. I'm rubbing my temples right now. And I say, look, if we're going to treat the legislatures like children, they're going to act like children. I said it last segment, and I'll say it again. You cannot keep treating them like children. We have to give them back some of their uh, powers or authority that the founding fathers expected them to have. We have to fix a few of the things on the side to get them to get us back there. But this is another one. One F is the one where I just I scratch my head. I'm like, what the hell is this all about? Is this just fluff? What is this? Why do we even care about this kind of crap? It prevents pay increases during budget deficit years. Stick it to the legislatures. If you have a budget deficit year, this is what we're going to do. You don't get a pay raise. Oh, guess what? 70%. Boom. Right off the top. 70% of the, of the electorate right now is saying, stick it to them. Screw them. No pay raises. I think a better proposition would have been this. A better proposition would have been, look, you bastards up there in, in, in Sacramento get two options. Option one, and actually they're your only options. The first option is this. You only get to meet six months a year. I take that back. I made it, I, I'm even wrong. I stand corrected on that one. Four months. You get four months a year to meet in Sacramento. So you better figure out what your priority is. I think your budget's going to be your priority for those four months. Thank God they will free us from all. I mean, I've said it once. I'll say it a million times. Guess how many laws they've passed in the last 10 years. Just take a, just take a gander. Throw a number out there. What do you, what do you think? No idea from Darcia. No idea whatsoever. Doesn't even want to take a guess. 10,000. 10,000 laws in 10 years. That's 1,000 laws a year. That is more than three laws a day that the governor has to sign into law. He must have hand cramps. I'm sure some days are more than others, right? Maybe he's got the machine, right? Maybe he's got the little machine that does it for him so he doesn't have to really worry. And he probably doesn't even read them either. So he's got the machine that actually reads them and then signs them, right? So he's not doing anything there. It's just, it's just a rubber stamp, right? That's what we've become. Ten, if you have 10,000 laws passed in 10 years, what do you think that means? Do you think that just means more cops on the street? When you think of a law, you think, okay, well, now, you know, Donnie... Uh, Donnie Brasco, the uh, crime syndicate mob guy from the movies, he can't go and uh, rob a bank with, with a gun anymore? Is that what you think? Uh, no, it means that those kind of laws create bureaucracy because somebody has to enforce these laws. Somebody has to go out and administer these laws. Somebody has to go out and make sure the law is being followed in some way, shape, or form. That creates bureaucracy. Why do you think that in 10 years the size of government has doubled? Well, hell, maybe it's the 10,000 laws they passed. And why do we have 10,000 laws that have been passed? Because we have a full-time legislature that sit up there and dream up amazing ways and amazing things for us to do. And in the meantime, has your life gotten any better? This is another question that I like to ask. Has your life increased? Has your life become better in the last 10 years because of what the legislature has done in Sacramento? Do you even see an effect in your life for good or ill because of what the legislature has done in the last 10 years? I would venture to guess that either you have no clue whatsoever, which means they aren't doing anything for you, 
Or if you're a small business owner like I am or other people in this great state of ours, you see the impact day in and day out with all the BS laws they pass. Why do you think people don't want to employ anybody in, in the great state of California anymore? Because it's too damned expensive. So, if you're just joining us, this is The O.C. Show. I'm Cameron Jackson right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Enough of that. So you got your propositions. I'm going to say no on all of them. No 1A all the way down to 1F. No. If you get into the ballot box or you're filling out your uh, absentee form right now and your finger starts to twitch on the F and you, and you just feel you have to do it, fine. I'll give you a yes on F. You may have a yes on F, whatever. That one I don't care about. But from 1A down to 1E, no. No, 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 no. That's five no's. And if you're like me, it'll be six. No, 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 no. So uh, what is it that we've heard on other radio stations? No, 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 no. See? You just you get that little tune in your head, and when you go in there, you won't get stomped. All right. If there, you know, and I, I'll, I'll see if I can put a link. There's a, there's a really good um, thing by Stephen Greenhut from the Register, the May election more of an IQ test. It's actually a pretty good commentary by him. I'll, I'll look at putting that up on my blog so you can read that. It's a good one. Uh, all right. So we've had a big dust-up between the... Uh, DA's office and the sheriff's office. And essentially what happened was this. The sheriff's department had a sheriff who went out and he arrested a guy. He arrested this guy, and while he was handcuffed in the back of his car, he asked him, what's your name? And the guy said, screw you, pig. And the, and the co- I don't know if he really said that. I'm just kind of dramatizing it because it makes it more interesting. And so he says, screw you, pig. I'm not telling you my name. So the deputy, and now this is true, the deputy takes out his taser and he shoves it at the guy and he turns it on and he shocks him. And he's, and he's give me your name, give me your name, as the sparks are flying in the background, right? So the guy obviously coughs up his name because, you know, nobody wants to get 50,000 volts uh, shoved through them at any time. I've had the taste thing done to me. I mean, it's a bastard, let me tell you. It really does shut your nervous system down. It's designed to resonate with your nervous system. So it's on the same frequency as the way your brain is sending out electrical signals, and your whole body just goes, and you just freeze up and you fall down. It hurts like hell. Anyway, so uh, he tastes the guy gets the name. So... Uh, they grand jury comes out and does this huge investigation. And, and there's like five cops that are at the scene who, who actually witnessed the thing, right? And in the grand jury testimony, nobody wants to perjure themselves in the grand jury. So they're all saying, like, yeah, I saw him tase the guy. No big deal. Yeah, he, yeah he's like, give me your name. He tases him, right? So it goes to trial. The DA's, the DA's office, who's reluctant to, if the DA Rakakis could actually grab a handful, a sack full in his hand, right, and actually not send something to the grand jury, First, because he always sends crap to the grand jury that he doesn't want to have to deal with, that he thinks is politically sensitive. If he just take a handful and just say, screw the grand jury, this guy's going to go down, maybe we'd have a little bit better DA. But that's another story for another day. So he sends it to the grand jury. The grand jury says, hell yeah, hell yeah, this was a misuse of power. This is, this is assault under color of authority. They send it over, and they do it for a, um, assault with a deadly weapon, right? They, they take this deputy to trial. Well... We all know how an Orange County jury works. Orange County juries love cops. They like to make sure that cops get off scot-free. Now, folks, remember, I am a, an ex-law enforcement. I used to be a police officer down in the city of San Diego. I like cops. Cops are good people. But, my God, I mean, when it's egregious, baby, it's egregious. And this was egregious, right? You don't go around tasing handcuffed suspects who don't give you their name. There's another way to do it. Guess what? Oh, it's amazing. It's called CalID. It's a fascinating system we have here. You take their fingerprints, you roll it onto a machine. The machine sends it electronically up to Sacramento. In about five minutes, Sacramento sends it back down to you, and they say, Look, it's Dirtbag. You've got his name now. Wow. All that for, for, for free. You can do that day in and day out as a cop for free. It's so much fun, right? So this guy... Uh, basically they took it to to trial and the orange county jury 11 to 1 hung jury in favor of acquittal the jury could not understand at all why it was that these cops were put on trial and the reason being what because at trial time in front of the jury the five cops that were witnesses who in the grand jury said 
in the grand jury said they saw him tase him when he was handcuffed in the back and defenseless, changed their stories to didn't see it, don't remember. So, as you can imagine, as you can imagine, that ticked off a few people in the DA's office. That was a little a, a little upsetting to some people in the DA's office. So you've got Susan Kang Schroeder, who's the wife, or excuse me, the husband of Michael Schroeder. Michael Schroeder, as you know, uh, backs up and and uh, likes to be the power broker here in Orange County, and and he stood behind Mike Schroeder, or excuse me, Mike Corona for the last nine years, enabled Mike Corona to be the dastardly dastard that he is, uh, or dastardly bastard maybe. Anyway, so. Um, uh, Michael Schroeder's wife, uh, husband rather, Susan Kang Schroeder, it's not a mistake, uh, she comes out and she says, we've obviously got a thin blue line problem here. The thin blue line meaning we've got people who are, 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 are lying for their brethren in the, in the department. Secrecy rules. Well, that just stirred up a firestorm. But, uh, Wayne Quint over at the um, Sheriff's Deputies Union uh, fired off an angry uh, memo. To her saying, basically, we want your resignation. And uh, she came back and said, well, you know, screw you. We're not going to do it. And so they've been going back and forth and back and forth. And now, all of a sudden, they've decided they want to play nice, sort of. Well, uh, in order to quash this, and I agree with this. I don't normally agree with either Susan Kangschroeder or... uh, uh, Tony Rakakis, who's the district attorney here in Orange County. I don't normally agree with those two. I think most of the time they're just corrupt bastards, right? But in this case, they were correct. I have to give them props. They were correct in this case. They went up and they spent 45 minutes on Thursday, 45 minutes. Actually, maybe it was Wednesday. doesn't matter what day it was. On a press conference showing the media and the public, here's what they testified to at the grand jury. Boom. We saw what happened. Here's what they testified to at court. Boom. We don't remember. We didn't see it. Those cops perjured themselves. Those cops deserve to lose their job. Hands down, bottom line. I say it, and I'll say it again, and I'd say it to their faces, and if I ever see Sandra Hutchins in here again, I will tell her that that's what needs to happen. She's been in here twice. She is the sheriff of Orange County. I will tell anybody who will listen, they deserve to lose their jobs for that. They should be charged with perjury themselves. That's a bunch of garbage. It's a bunch of BS. It's systemic from the nine years of Mike Corona. That is what we get for having somebody like Mike Corona as the sheriff of Orange County. Dirt bags like that. Who bring the entire profession down remember what they say about cops one bad apple spoils the barrel unfortunately the bad apple was mike corona for the last nine years enabled by who michael schroeder don't forget it folks i say it and i'll say it time and time again the sometimes political consultant sometimes attorney of mike corona michael schroeder is the one who enabled him for nine long years to get away with his shenanigans he continues to enable who Tony Rakakis. And who does he want to enable now? Great segue. He wants to enable Paul Walters, baby. That's right. He is the sheriff, the, the um, chief of Santa Ana PD. He wants to run for sheriff again. Remember, he tried to run in 1998. He was beaten badly by Mike Corona. Tried to run again in 2007 when they appointed the sheriff. That's right. Lost again. And now what is he going to do? He's going to try again for 2010. But, oh, who's coming in on the side to try to block that one? Oh, you better believe it, baby. Bill Hunt is back in the house. That's right. Sounds like from rumors swirling around uh, via our Scott Moxley over at the Weekly, he reported on Thursday, sounds like Bill Hunt is going to be back in the game for 2010. And Paul Walters, Paul Walters, is going to get back in the game, too. And guess who stands behind Paul Walters, baby? Michael J. Schroeder, Esquire. So for nine years, we had who? Mike Corona. And who enabled Mike Corona for the last nine years? Michael Schroeder. And look what we got out of that mess. 
Who does Michael Schroeder continue to enable? Tony Rakakis. And that ain't any better over there at the DA's office. And now who do we want to try to enable for the next 4 to 8 to 12 years? Paul Walters? A man who cried. Who cried when he lost out at the sheriff appointment process. Cried in public. A man who said he would no longer be a Republican in 1998 after the party elected Mike Corona and changed to a Democrat and then changed again to undeclared. And then right before 2007, when he was going through the appointment process, changed again back to what? A Republican. He is nothing but a shill for the establishment in Orange County. And the war and the battle starts now. Bring it on, baby. We are going to tear him up. I love it. Paul Walters is going down. Yeah. All right. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is the OC Show. I am Cameron Jackson, the most awesome radio host in all of Orange County. Joined in studio today with Darcia. I have it written on my hand because it's just such a unique name. I can't remember it because I'm an idiot when it comes time to names. Sorry about that, Darcia. She's interning with me today. She's going to have a cool show. Told me all about it last uh, right before the beginning of the show. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, uh, very interesting nonetheless. So we've only got a couple minutes left. Uh, typically what comes up next is a Disco for Your Health with Jeremy. And, dude, let me tell you something about Jeremy. Jeremy is awesome. That's all I have to say. And I haven't just, I'm not the only one who says this. There he is. I see him outside right now. I'm not the only one that says this, baby. We love the hair. All right. So anyway, that's for Jeremy. He's got a nice purple shirt on today. I I dig the shirts. I dig the sleeves. That's good stuff. So Jeremy is awesome. I love his stuff. Uh, He's coming up next. And uh, what else? Look for my Michael Schroeder commentary. Uh, it'll tie in everything that I'm talking about right now. It's, it's over the whole Recall Adams campaign. Uh, you will like that for sure. So, uh, without further ado, man, let's uh, let's start wrapping it up and getting out of here, baby. Because you know why? It's just that time of day again. You know, it's been a wonderful day again to be in here talking to all of you about Orange County politics. Uh, my thanks to Darcia for coming in. She did a great job as an intern. Uh, I will be back next week, as always, here for you each Friday from 5 to 6, right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is the OC Show with Cameron Jackson. Coming up next, Disco for Your Health with Jeremy, baby.